Sure. Right, and that's what we're all trying to do is harness all the relatives to keep going in the, in the right direction. That's the importance of our satsang. Because in the satsang, we may find a little bit of inspiration to do the right thing next time. Maybe. Are there any other questions? Om Sang Saraswati Namaha. Thank you all. We'll go to page 104. So remember, discrimination was falling at the feet of the, the ego. He said, oh, my beloved brother, I am falling at your feet as a beggar. Please remember your love for me as a little child, and because of that love, return nature to consciousness so that nothing bad will befall to you. Discrimination tried in every way to persuade him, quoting him the words of scriptures, the Vedas, wise men, and diplomacy. The one with ten heads rose from his seat in anger from listening and proclaimed, Now your death has come close to you. Oh, you fool, you are surviving by eating my food. What a fool you are by taking the side of my enemy. Tell me, who is there in this world that I have not defeated by the strength of my arms? Living in my city, you are in love with those sadhus performing austerities in the forest? Go live with them and teach ethics to them. Saying this, he kicked his younger brother with his foot. But the younger brother clasped his feet again and again. Shiva said, Divine Mother Uma, that is the greatness of a saint. Even though treated with evil, he only offered goodness in return. Discrimination said, Respected brother, you are like my father. It is okay for you to strike me. But, oh my Lord, your welfare lies in or celebrating the respect of consciousness. So Bibishan is telling to Ravana, I, I don't mind that you kicked me. Just leave your enmity with the Lord. Discrimination rose up into the air along with his advisors and while departing said, the respected consciousness has true determination and is the Lord and your council chamber is subject to time. Now, I am going to take refuge with the respected hero of light. Please do not hold me at fault. You just kicked me out of the kingdom. What alternative do I have? When discrimination left, saying these words, then all of those demons became condemned to death. Shiva said, O Divine Mother, the insult to a sadhu immediately destroys all welfare. 
The moment that ego renounced discrimination, his indivisible lordship was destroyed. With great delight, discrimination proceeded in search of the Lord of Light, lost in his own thoughts. He thought, I will go and see the lotus feet with their beautiful red soles, which give such pleasures to those who serve without selfish attachment. Touching those feet, Ahalya, the wife of the Rishi Gotam, was liberated, and the forest of punishment became purified. The same feet that the daughter of the cause keeps in her heart, which ran in pursuit of the deceitful deer, and who even Lord Shiva keeps in the ocean of his heart, what great fortune that today I will see those feet. Well, I'll see those socks. I know that under those socks are the feet. Now, remember, uh, Indra was lusting after Ahalya. She was the most beautiful woman. And Indra looked down from heaven. He said, I just have to enjoy with Ahalya. Well, he couldn't think of any way to seduce Ahalya. So one day, bright and early, of course, at the Brahma Mahorta, Rishi Gotam got up and he went to take his bath in the river. Indra immediately came to the hermitage and put on the form of Rishi Gotam. He went into Ahalya's hut and he laid down with her and they enjoyed together. And just as he was coming out of that hut, Gotam came back from his bath. And when he saw someone else wearing his body exactly in the same form, he knew just what had happened. Ahalya came running out and said, Oh, my Lord, I can't believe I've been deceived by a god. Is this the quality of the gods that they deceive their devotees? Please forgive me, my husband. I meant no disrespect to you. The husband got mad. Gotam got mad. And he said, you're wrong. You only looked at the outside. If you had looked inside, you would have seen that it was a deceit. Therefore, I curse you. You become a stone. And he threw the water on Ahalya and she immediately became a stone. And as she was becoming a stone, she said, how can I be free from this curse? And Gotam said, when Ram comes, he will touch the stone with his foot and you will be redeemed from the curse. Ahalya became a stone and in the form of a stone, she sat there saying, Ram, Ram, Ram. Now here it is in the Treta Yuga. Vishwamitra was on his way to uh, Mithila. He was invited to witness the Swayambara of Janaki, of, of the daughter of the cause, the marriage of Sita. 
Ram and Lakshman had just protected him from the offenses of the demons. They protected his yagya. And the three, the guru and his two disciples, were on their way to Mithila to witness the wedding of Sita. And they came to the desolated hermitage of Rishi Gautam. And Ram said, what is this place? It's totally desolate. Nothing is growing here except in the middle of that stone, there's a tulsi plant. How does a tulsi plant grow from a stone? And Vishwamitra said, Ram, everyone knows how to give punishment, but only the very pure know how to redeem the fallen. So touch that stone with your foot and redeem a fallen woman. Ram went over and put his foot on the stone. The stone immediately became Ahalya, and she was saved from the curse. And that's why he's called Patita Pavan, who redeems the fallen, who, who saves those who are lowly, who uplifts the lowly. Patita Pavan. So here's the story uh, that, that Ram's foot saved Ahalya, the touch of his foot. Uh, Ahalya, the wife of Rishi Gotam, was liberated. Uh, and Janaki, uh, uh, the daughter of the cause, Sita keeps those feet in her heart. Even Shiva meditates upon the feet of, of Ram. And Swami? Yes. Then didn't he, um, was he going to curse Gotam? Was he going to send a curse to Gotam for doing that to his wife? And she said, no, it wasn't a curse, it was a blessing? Oh, that? no, no, no. When Ahalya woke up from uh, her form as a stone, she looked into the eyes of Ram, and she said, he thought he cursed me, but now I realize it was the greatest blessing that because of his anger, I get to look into the face of God. It wasn't a curse at all. It was the greatest blessing that he could have possibly have given me. That was Ahalya's understanding. It was worth it just to look in the eyes of God. What does it mean a few hundred thousand years of saying Ram, Ram, Ram in the form of a stone? <laughs> If at the end of that tapasya, if at the end of that tapasya you can wake up and look into the eyes of God. And so that's how Ahalya was redeemed. She didn't regard it as a curse at all. She regarded it as the greatest blessing and the greatest benediction. The sandals of those feet who shines with the light of wisdom Bharat has enshrined in his mind. Remember, Bharat uh, didn't want to accept the kingdom. The story was uh, Kaikei schemed to get the kingdom to give it to her son Bharat. She wanted him to be the king. So she banished Ram to the forest for 14 years. Bharat, when, when he found out about this deceitful plan, uh, 
He, he, he went back home. He found that his father had died. His mothers were all widowed. Uh, he, Ram, his beloved brother, was banished to the forest for 14 years, and he didn't want the kingdom. He went to the forest and he went with all the retinue and the council of ministers and the gurus and even all the mothers, all the citizens, they went and they said, Ram, you are the rightful king. You be the king of Ayodhya. Only the perfect expression of the subtle body of consciousness is entitled to be enshrined on the throne of the place where there is no war, the place of perfect peace. Remember, yud means war, and ayud means without war, and ayodhya, the place where there is no war, the place of perfect peace, is the place of the perfection of consciousness. You sit on the throne. And Ram said, I, I, you, you come to me with such humility and with such love and with such grace, I accept your proposal. I will be the king. But so that I won't be untrue to my word to my father, you manage the kingdom for me for the next 14 years. Bharat, his brother, he who shines with the light of wisdom, bah, to shine, to radiate the light. Bharat said, give me something. Ram said, what do you want? Bharat said, I want your shoes. And Ram said, what will you do with my shoes? Bharat replied, I'm going to put them on the throne and worship them every day. so that everything I do is as a servant of God. And never do I think that I am the manager or owner of this estate. So now here, whose shoes uh, Bharat always keeps enshrined in his mind. Uh, uh, oh, at last, today I am going to see those feet with these mine own eyes. In this way, lost in thoughts of love, he quickly crossed the ocean to the other shore. When the monkeys saw him approaching, they thought that he was an ambassador from the enemy. They ordered him to await orders and went to inform excellent friends who grieved and told him the news. Excellent friend went to tell consciousness, O oh, king of light, please listen. The brother of the ego has come to meet you. The Lord asked, my, my friend, what do you understand? And the king of the monkeys replied, Oh, great king, please listen. We don't know why he has come, but we know that the demons by their magic can change form at their own wish. This fool has come here to learn our secrets. That is why I think it is best that we do not allow him. Consciousness said, My friend, you are expert at the rules of ethics, but I have a vow to take away the fear of anyone who takes refuge with me. Pure devotion was delighted to hear the Lord's words. Consciousness again said, 
Those human beings who, for fear of their own loss, refuse shelter to a being in distress, they are small, filled with sin, and there is loss in even seeing them. Even he who has slain millions of learned people, if he takes refuge in me, I will not forsake him. Whatever life can come to face me, his sins of millions of births are destroyed. Sinners have an intrinsic nature that they never find inclination to celebrate divinity. If he actually had evil in his heart, would it be possible for him to come before me? Only those human beings who have a pure mind can find me. I do not accept deceitful cheaters. Even if the one with ten heads sent him to learn our secrets, we still have no cause for fear of loss, Lord of Monkeys. My friend, determination alone can slay all the demons in but a moment. And if he has come to seek refuge in me because of fear, then I shall grant him life. The repository of grace said with a laugh, In either case, bring him in. The monkeys cried, Victory to the giver of grace! While he who subordinates himself and pure devotion went to bring him. He was escorted with respect to where the repository of grace the Lord of Light was situated. From afar he saw the two brothers who give bliss to all eyes. Seeing that picture of consciousness, the residence of beauty, the visitor stood completely still, unable to utter a word or blink his eyes. The Lord had long arms, eyes like red lotuses, and a dark body which takes away the fear of those who take refuge in him. He had the shoulders of a lion, a broad chest, and was very charming. His face was more mesmerizing than uncountable gods of love. Seeing the Lord, discrimination could not hold back his tears of love, and his body began to tremble. <clears throat> then he composed himself and spoke in soft and sweet words, O oh Lord, the one with ten heads is my brother. O oh protector of the gods, I was born of the family of demons. My body was born of darkness, and by nature I am prone to sin, just like the owl enjoys only the darkness of night. O oh Lord, I came to you having heard that you destroy the fear of existence. You destroy the pain of all who are distressed and give comfort to those who take refuge in you. Protect me, protect me, hero of light. Seeing him bowing completely at his feet, immediately the Lord rose with great delight. Hearing those humble words, the Lord's mind rejoiced, and with his long arms he raised him and embraced him to his heart. Allowing his younger brother determination to embrace him, discrimination was given a seat at the Lord's side. The Lord who removes all fear from devotees spoke these words. Hey, Lord of the kingdom of the ego, are you and your family well? You live in a difficult place. 
day and night you have the society of evil. In such a circumstance, how do you practice your ideals of perfection? I know all about your lifestyle. You are an expert at, expert, at ethical behavior and have nothing to do with unethical behavior. Oh, dear one, it is much better to live in hell than to have God place us in evil association. Discrimination replied, O Lord of light, now that I have seen your feet, I am well, and you have given me the great compassion to have known me as your servant. No life can be well, neither can there be rest in dreams or in thoughts until one renounces desires and takes refuge in singing of divine consciousness. The evil ones, greed, delusion, jealousy, arrogance, pride, and others can only stay in our minds until the Lord of Light, armed with bow and arrows, does not take up residence in our hearts. Attachment is like a completely dark night. Passion and enmity give pleasure to the owl who remains awake. That night of attachment can only occupy the mind of life until the radiance of the Lord rises like the rising sun. Uh, so here is, attachments are like the dark night. And the owl who is awake at night uh, he, he's enjoying witnessing this passion and enmity. Uh, but that night of attachment can only occupy the mind until the Lord, uh, with his radiance, rises like the rising sun. When the Lord takes residence in our heart, his radiance illuminates the atmosphere. The night is dispelled, the darkness goes away, and attachments dissolve immediately. O oh, consciousness, seeing your lotus feet has made me well, and my greatest fears have been dispelled. O oh, merciful one, the ones who enjoy your favor are free from the threefold torments of existence. Uh, the gross body, the subtle body, and the causal body, or all the threes. I am an extremely lowly being, born of demons. I never perform pure behavior. Yet the form that men of wisdom strive to see in meditation has been so gracious as to embrace me to his heart. All the rishis and munis are doing tapasya for thousands of years to see you. And I walk in the door and you just hug me. <laughs> what a mind blower. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> These guys are doing tapasya for thousands of years. Hmm. Then we just show up. Yeah. <laughs> and dinner's ready. <laughs> oh, consciousness, rays of happiness and grace, with what good fortune am I blessed with today? I have seen with my own eyes the lotus feet of he who is served by the creative consciousness, Brahma, the consciousness of infinite goodness, Shiva. Consciousness said, listen, my friend, I will tell you of my intrinsic nature, which is known by the wise crow, Bushundi, who radiates peace, 
and the daughter of the mountain. Three guys know my intrinsic nature. The Kakpushundi, remember the crow who taught the story to Garuda, who radiates peace. Shankar, uh, uh, Shambo, who radiates peace. And the daughter of the mountain, uh, Janaki, Girijau. Uh, if any man, even a traitor to the world, which moves and does not move, comes to me to take refuge from fear with full consciousness and renounces arrogance, delusion, and various forms of deceitful behavior, I make him a sadhu very quickly. Uh, look at this association. <laughs> Testimony. Mother, father, brother, children, wife, body, wealth, home, friends, and family, if one renounces all attachments and binds himself to my feet with no other desire than me, he sees with all, all with equilibrium. His mind is always happy, and he knows neither grief nor fear. Such true beings reside in my heart just like the thought of wealth resides in the heart of a greedy man. Hmm. Anyone who renounces all attachment sees all with equanimity and equilibrium and his mind is always happy and he knows neither grief nor fear. Just that's my intrinsic nature. Saints like you are beloved by me, and for no other reason do I wear a body. Those who worship the Lord with form, who always think for the welfare of others, who are constant in the performance of ethical procedures, who offer love to the feet of the learned, they are like my very breath. Listen, Lord of the kingdom of the ego, within you are all the appropriate qualities in addition to which you are most be much beloved by me. Hearing the words of consciousness, all of the monkeys began to shout, Victory to consciousness, the repository of grace. Discrimination could not hear enough of the nectar of the Lord's words. He grasped those feet again and again, and his heart was bursting with the fullness of love. He said, O Lord, O Master of the world which moves and does not move, O Protector of all life, O you who know the innermost secrets of all, I had one desire which has been washed away in the river of divine love to your feet. O oh God, O oh giver of grace, grant me pure devotion like Shiva always keeps in his mind. Let it be so, replied the Lord, who is strong in battle. And he called for some water to be brought from the ocean. He said, friend, even though you have no desire of your own, but having the vision of me is not without fruit. Consciousness applied the blessing of a king and marked his forehead appropriately. Instantly, a rain of flowers fell from the heavens. 
discrimination was just anointed the king of the kingdom of the ego. Thus did consciousness save discrimination from the fire of ego's anger. Fanned by the winds of his words, he also bestowed the entire kingdom. Whatever wealth was given by Shiva to the one with ten heads, when he offered his ten heads in worship, that same wealth the Lord of Light gave to discrimination without any hesitation. Forsaking such a benevolent, merciful Lord, men who worship other values are like an animal with neither horns nor tail. Recognizing discrimination as his servant, the Lord accepted his own. The family of monkeys highly respected this divine nature. Then the one who knows all, the one who resides in the hearts of all, he who is the form of all, the servant of circumstances, who wears a human form in order to give grace to devotees and to destroy the family of demons, in order to protect ethical behavior, said these words. O heroes, lord of the monkeys, lord of the kingdom of the ego, listen. How can we cross this immense ocean? It is full of alligators, snakes, fish, and it is very deep and in every way difficult. And discrimination replied, O leader of light, even though your one arrow can dry up this and millions of other oceans, nonetheless, ethical behavior suggests that you should ask away from the ocean before you employ such a device. Lord, the ocean is an older relative of your family. He will think over the matter and suggest a way. Then this entire army of bears and monkeys will be able to cross the ocean without tremendous exertion. Om. This is the 50th Doha. Om. We have 10 more Dohas. We could finish it tomorrow night. Uh, do we have any questions about... Uh, uh, anything that we read tonight? Yes, please. If Rome is consciousness and Lakshman is determination, and yeah. So the, the defeater of foes, the defeater of enmity, who destroys all enmity, conquers over all the enemies. Primarily the six ripus. Those are the limitations, the enemies, which obstruct our conscious nature. Kam, krod, lo, mod, moda, matsharya. A desire, anger, uh, uh, delusion of, of attachment. Kam, krod, lo, moda. Ignorance, uh, and greed, and jealousy. Those six is ripusudam, or shatrugam. Defeater of the enemies. Other questions? Wow, you got it. Please. Saints like you are beloved by me. Yeah. No other reason do I wear a body. Yeah. Why else would we want to wear bodies except for satsang? The whole reason that any of us moved into a body is so we can enjoy satsang with saints like you. 
That was a conscious decision that each of us made when we moved into a body. We said, yeah, satsang is so much fun. Let's go down to earth and have satsang. And then we moved into these bodies so that we could hang out with saints like you guys. Now you remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, yes. like in the Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna, you know, that uh, even I engage in activity in the world. Mm -hmm. It's the nature of life to engage in activity. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, Satsang is an activity. Satsang doesn't occur without activity. It's a communion. And in communion, there is duality and there's a, a, a move towards unity, a harmony in the duality. So is that the reason Krishna came into a body? Also? It sure does. Yada, yada, ki bhavati, bharata. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Whenever dharma becomes weak and unrighteousness yeah, becomes yeah, strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. then and there I take a body. Take my hand. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason. Why else would you do it? Huh. Not only playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> but also so we can recite the Sundukar. <laughs> Absolutely. On the golf course. <laughs> at the 19th hole. <laughs> do we have any other items of gossip? Om Sang Saraswati Namaha.